Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whiskey and White Tales podcast, the podcast for those who hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. We're your host, Gus. I'm Matt. As always, thanks to our Patreon for their loyal support. Thanks to the Waypoint Network for having us, and thank you for listening, subscribing, liking, comment, commenting, all that fun stuff. This week, we're talking a little bit about the fascinating life of a turkey, how wild pig fertility is crushing whitetail, and of course, sipping on some good whiskey, so stick around. Do it. All right, welcome to the show. Uh, background today is staves 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 i'm sipping on a forsberg's buffalo trace select i uh pulled out some good stuff today oh yeah nice i went cheap you want nice well birthday bourbon today's caleb gibson's birthday oh happy birthday caleb not today monday today thursday Uh oh Uh -oh. yeah when we're recording if you see yeah. me randomly swat at the the air like a cat, there's a there's a fruit fly made its way into my office, and it is fruit fly season. Dude, I, I, I don't I don't know why it's so bad, but like it doesn't matter how much we clean and scrub, they just f- find their way in the house. Yep, that's uh that's the thing. We were at Felix, the bar downtown. And there's fruit yeah. flies everywhere, and, and <laughs> like the fancy people were like, nah. I was like, welcome to uh, Charleston in June. Yeah, welcome to Low Country. Not not from here. <laughs> yeah, it's that box of limes right there. And there's five thousand fruit flies in it, and they're they're getting around. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? I'm wearing my Andrew Beam hoodie. Nice migra hat. Yeah, migra hat. Very good. I'm rocking the uh, River Brothers hat. Hell yeah! So shouting outs to all them folks for their yeah. support. If you're in the need for a good shotgun load, migra is a Charleston company, and they make some good stuff. You can get it. At Stores, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where you can get it. I don't know the distribution details, but uh, you guys went and you guys went and shot them. There's a YouTube video. You guys doing that? And they, you said they shot good, right? Yeah, shot good. Like sixty yards, they were still shooting good. Nice. Good pattern. But those turkey loads aren't available yet, but the they have regular duck loads that are supposed to be solid. Crazy. I imagine a turkey load would be pretty solid for a uh, for like a combat shotgun. If you wanted a shotgun that could be effective to 40 yards or so yeah around a property be careful with the uh uh the v or the tss oh is that what they're called i have no idea the big powerful turkey loads yeah tss is right oh um there's a bunch of them out there yeah the i don't know yeah no they they kick like a a rented mule yeah they hurt pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh fun story i actually traumatized my oldest son uh he 
I took him out to, to, to turkey hunt. Uh, he was about 10 and um, should have given him a 20 gauge to shoot with and didn't have one. So I let him shoot my 12 gauge with a turkey load so that he could see what it was like. And uh, needless to say, he was not interested in shooting a turkey that year <laughs> after he shot that shotgun. I imagine. I felt really bad because it, it actually made him gun shy. Uh, you know, that term gets used a lot, but it made him very shy to, to shoot guns. And it took some time easing him into it. He, I, I got him comfortable with a pistol. Um, and it wasn't until I, I convinced him um, to shoot an AR, you know, chambered in 5.56. And he realized it was just, I mean, it's, it barely kicks at all. And, and he yeah. went down emptying mag after mag. I, I eventually I was like, Hey, but that's, we, we don't, we only have so much of that. Let's, <laughs> it's not at the time it was not cheap. So it's uh, still not cheap. I have, I have all the stuff I bought from Texas. It's gotta be, yeah. I mean, how old, how old is that? That's 2012 that I bought this stuff and I, I still yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. I, think that. I think we split that or we, we split something at one point. We, we went halves on a big order because I still have all that too. Oh, uh, we bought it. There was so funny. We bought the we bought it from a guy. I don't remember where I found it. Maybe Arms List, but I met him at Walmart here on Folly Road. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So every time I drive by that by that Walmart, I I, some, I think about buying five five six in there. Yeah, I've I've sold and and bought some things on Arms List, and it's never not been kind of shady. I take so I had for those that aren't from South Carolina, the gun laws here are just like anywhere else, but they're. We don't have waiting periods, but the secondary, like, so if I were to sell Gus a gun, it, there's literally nothing involved. It's just, are you 21 and up? Are you a South Carolina resident? Give me the money. Here's the gun. And yeah. usually I'll do like a bill of sale. Yeah. But I met a guy at uh, Field and Streams or whatever it's called now and Sportsman's Warehouse. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm from Michigan and I'm, I'm driving home and I wanted to have a gun with me for the, for the trip. He's like, so I don't sell that micro nine. Oh yeah. He's like, and it's crazy. If I were to buy a gun in Michigan, it, it's like a 30 day waiting period, but all this stuff. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, you sound like a, a cop. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you, what are you asking about here? I was like, are you, are you, can you not buy a gun or whatever? And he's yeah. like, no, that's not the problem. I was like, okay, well, you know, show me your driver's license. So he showed me his driver's license. I handed him the gun. He handed me, you know, 700 bucks or whatever it was. Right. And he was like, it's just crazy to me that you can get a gun that easy. I was like, well, it's, I think it's supposed to be that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get people's, I, I get the reservation, but also what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we were talking about Turkey, I figured we could hop into this. So I've watched this twice now. And so okay. the trailer is a minute 32 long and we're going to watch the whole trailer. So for, for those just on listening, um, it's called my life as a Turkey. And the guy is, is wild so it's i don't know how i've never seen the trailer i've watched the whole thing twice it's about an hour long but basically this guy got these 16 turkey eggs delivered to him and he he raised these turkeys so he he learned that like in the when they're in the egg you have to kind of like talk to them so okay. you, you call to them so he learned like the mother call and does the mother call while they're in the egg and he's like i can hear them chirping inside what? the eggs and so when they were born they're like peeling out of the eggs and he does this mother call and they imprint on him and see what? him as, as mama. That's crazy. So he lives with these Turkey for over a year. No other humans come in contact. He never leaves them, sleeps with them in the roost, like everything. He, he was telling a story about one time when he left just to get a sandwich and something tragic happened. I'm not going to ruin the movie, but, or the show, or it's, it's an hour long, I guess it's a movie, but it is by far the wildest thing I've ever seen, but he identifies 30 different noises they make oh, God. learning all this stuff. So you, you were, definitely go watch it. I thought you were about to say he, he identifies as a Turkey now. <laughs> so I will, I will give this one spoiler alert. So he's like halfway through the show. He's like, they talk, he talks about, they have a sound they make when they go hunting for grasshoppers. And he's mm -hmm. like, so he's like, there's just something in you that just grabs you. He's like, I go and look for these grasshoppers with him. He's like, I'm not eating them obviously, but I feel you know, day in and day out, six months in, like I'm part of this tribe and this is what we do. And he's like, the green ones are starting to look. <laughs> and then later on in the show, he's eating grasshoppers with these turkeys. That's it's funny. wild. So I'll play, I'll play the, uh, I'll play the trailer because it's, it's, it's worth watching. So it's called my life as a turkey. 
Day after day, for over a year, I saw no one, except my family. It was a family like none that you know. But I'm a mother, it seems, and these are my children. And soon enough, like all children, they'll leave home and I suppose my heart will be broken. But for now, this is my life as a turkey. My name is Joe Hutto. Some years ago now, I spent 18 months raising some wild turkeys from the egg. And spending all this time alone with a bunch of birds may appear close to insanity to you, but you don't know turkeys like I do. No one has been this close to wild turkeys before. Maybe no one ever will again. What happened between me and these birds was in fact legitimate science. But it's also true this experiment of mine left science far behind. At the time, I had no idea of the extent to which I would actually have to become a wild turkey. Isn't that wild? Dude, that is... Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, it's so crazy. So he has another one on mule deer. He spent like two years with mule deer. So, he, so this is a thing he does. Yeah, it's a thing he does. He's a wildlife photographer, conservative kind of person. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Cool. At least he's choosing animals that aren't going to kill him. <laughs> well, it's funny. I won't tell you how it ends, but it uh, it gets pretty gnarly. Huh. I mean, they're they're wild animals, and, and eventually they they realize you're not you're not the same. You're not a turkey. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely crazy. I learned a lot about turkeys in there, and he's talking about how they have like feelings, like when when one is lost, your yeah. like, eyes or whatever. Like they they don't understand like loss, but he said that they sit there and they look at it like what like trying to understand why is it not here anymore? I don't I don't get mm-hmm. it. And uh, it like really I don't know. It's crazy. It's it's like <clears throat> it's really interesting to work, to watch. I recommend anybody watch it. Uh, I was yeah. in the Discord, but I don't know that anybody watched in the Discord. <laughs> Yeah, I have to check it out. Uh, I bet the kids would like it. it sounds uh, seems interesting. I, did you see anything or or learn anything that would help you maybe be a better turkey hunter? Yeah, because he talks about some of the calls that they have. Like they have calls that are like "shut up, don't make any noise," and he's like, "so they'll like kind of freeze," and then they have different sounds for like uh, it's like I'm lost. So you do like the lost call, and then they'll yeah. come looking for you because you're lost. Yeah. And, uh, so things like that, like you kind of learn how they operate and what they do, and they're just curious. But one of the things that he harps on is uh, they are they like memorize the woods, and so like he's talking about trees that were cut down twenty years ago, and these turkeys will still walk up to this tree. You know, they've never seen it before, but they walk up to it and they're like, "This is weird. There's something wrong with this." And they're curious and kind of yeah. So it's like they they definitely pay attention to their surroundings. So if something's out of place, that they're going to pick up on it. Interesting. Yeah, I know that they're social creatures, and I know that they they communicate a lot, you know, verbally. Obviously, um, and I've I've learned some of those because you know we we hunt in South Carolina, we hunt in the spring, but and, and so we learn those calls that are that are important during that time of year. You know, the yelps. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, it gobbles, but yeah, your your yelps, your clucks, and your purrs. But like, if you if you live in a state where you can hunt turkey in the spring there are several other calls that are encouraged or recommended to use for different social situations because the whole gobbling and that whole mating dynamic is not happening at that time of year. Right. Um, so like key key runs and, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, what do they call them? Uh, like putts or something like that. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of, you said that he, he documented 30 something of them. Is that what you said? So, yeah. He said that he has 30, 30 that he realized there's 30 different, Damn. This was like six months in wow. that he's, he's picked up on 30 different vocalizations that they do that, that all mean something different. It's wild. And, and like showing them at 10 days old strutting, like one of them just like at 10 days old, he was strutting and it's the cutest thing. It, and if, and it, they, I don't know how they did it. Cause I think the story is old. So I don't know if he did it again. I don't know. Yeah, but that's why, the whole he was, thing. 
Well, then that's what I was going to say because you said he didn't come and they didn't come in contact with any other humans. Uh, he obviously wasn't filming all of that by himself. I didn't see, or maybe he was. I don't know how he did it. To be honest with you, it's it's filmed really well. I mean, it you can see these little turkeys running around from from hatching up to a year and a half when yeah. uh, you know they kind of became adults and and moved on with their lives. But it's it's some fascinating stuff. It's a, it's. It's wild. It's way better than the mule deer one, but the mule deer is fascinating seeing this dude pet, you know, and he's talking about the different personalities that they all have and they all look mm -hmm. different. And he's like, I could tell them apart and, and they all, you know, behave in a certain way. It's, it's just, it's such a crazy. Yeah. Crazy thing. It is wild. Turkeys are fascinating. They, uh, it's, you know, I think it was Thomas Jefferson or, uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be like our national bird. Um, mm -hmm because of how like intelligent and, and they are, but, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking wild animals, man. They're wild. So um, I want to ask a lot of questions, but I don't want to ruin it for people who want to go watch it. So I'm going to stop, but yeah, I have yeah. so many questions. I'm gonna jump I was going to, I was going to say like, read his, his little bio. So he's a nationally recognized naturalist and wildlife artist for seven years. He lived with and studied a herd of mule deer in the wind river mountains and wrote touching the wild and experience. He has a study of wild sheep, um, a little in high places is what it's called, but yeah, I'm seeing Turkey, the sheep. And then he has, it's uh, his book is called the illumination and the, and the flatwoods. And that's what the, the Turkey. Okay. But he's like the Turkey live every day. You know, today's all that matters is right now. Yeah. And he's like, it taught him a lot about life. So he was like, if he felt like he was illuminated after living with them for a year and a half, like, got it. Not to worry about tomorrow because turkeys don't, they just, yeah. you know, not that that's, not that we should all act like turkeys, but no, no, no. But I mean, that's, that is, um, a lot of, uh, people who are big into meditation, that sort of thing. They, they talk about that being more, more present, you know, you're right. Anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression is, is being, you know, caught in the past sort of thing. Try, try to live more in the present. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure I'm up to hunting for grasshoppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's Some funny. of that's it's wild how they filmed it too. I don't know how he did it, but it's it's definitely worth watching, hundred percent. And yeah. it's it's like beautiful filmography. Everything everything's in focus, and I mean it's a year and a half of footage and, and one hour. So I don't, you know. Yeah, I imagine whoever filmed it um, took a lot of time to 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 do it right. The 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 trailer was shot was shot beautifully. So I'm sure like that deer that coming across that screen. I don't know how like they couldn't have timed that better. And that's footage from that's from the show. Yeah. Everything in that trailer is from is directly from the show. Like they just right. made the show and then they made the trailer out of it. Nice. Yeah. Let's check cool. it out. That's awesome. Uh, Speaking well, of trailers. Say again? No, no, we already talked about it. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna go to see speaking of trailers, but we already did that. Oh, they uh they released a new one. Did they? Yeah, for are you talking about for righteous gemstones? Yeah. Yeah. Th there's a new one and uh I'm in it for like a very split. So you can't see my face, but I know it's me. Are you? Because it was the only thing I did for that whole day for like six hours. Dude, we, should, we should watch it. It's like it's like two minutes long. You want to watch it? I don't care. Okay. I want to watch it. I assume it's that one, the one I just clicked on, and not. Yeah, this is a different one, so I haven't seen this one. So for those who don't know, Gus and I were extras in. Uh, the HBO original show, The Righteous Gemstone, season three. We they put out a bill for bearded men that know how to skin a deer and aren't afraid of guns. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many people sent it to us and was like, "That's y'all to go." So we went and we were part of the uh, militia, and uh, one of the trailers is out, and I'm in I'm in that one, and I guess Gus is in this one. So I'm excited. I haven't seen this one, so I'll watch it. Well, if it ain't the world famous gemstone family. Since your daddy has taken a step back, there has been a decline in attendance. Is this because of the goddamn shitty poll numbers? 85% said you're colder than an ice cube shoved up a polar bear's asshole. I remember those same polls saying that your songs are when most people at church go to take a shit. Prove it, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> it's time! Are you fucking kids just please figure out your lives? You scared your kids gonna blow it. Very much. <laughs> you so hell-bent on running this church the way your daddy did. Only problem is, you ain't your fucking daddy. 
one of our largest benefactors is departing. Our ministry was to receive over 200 million dollars. Huh? It is very bad news. I'm scared, Jesse. What if we don't have what it takes? We just have to refuse to fail. How are we going to do that? Together. Do we have to include Judy? Even that bitch. These are the brothers, tomorrow's fires. This is a militia. Gemstones and Montgomery, oil and vinegar, fire and ice. When the end of times come, I believe that these phony fakers will be called to the kingdom of heaven. There's a war coming. The Lord has picked out. He'll use each of us. You know how he intends to use you? Yeah, singing. Captain preaching. <laughs> ministry, probably. Resurrection, boy. Restore the kingdom. The road we have been traveling on has been bumpy as of late. Somebody needs to make sure everything's going to turn out okay. You get killed, I promise we will try to avenge you. Take care of my wife and kids. Say what? What's up? Yeah, I feel like your kids are old enough. I mean, it's a big ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know what our schedules are. funny yeah dude i can't wait so in one of the scenes when they're in the chow hall yeah and they're talking when he said uh i can't remember what he said but i'm, I'm in the background of that one yeah i remember you saying you got uh that was the day i think I, we got stuck sitting around waiting because they didn't know what they were gonna shoot next or if they needed more people so we sat for like three hours waiting yeah. or something and they let us go but you got stuck there till like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night i was definitely there till dark yeah they were filming that scene where uh, he's there in the chow hall, like yelling at each other. But it was funny. So like we 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 did it because we wanted to learn a lot about the videography side of it. Yeah. And uh, you know you don't realize it, but when they do these shoots, in order to get all the angles, they basically do it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So they filmed it from behind each person's shoulder to get that to get whoever they're fi they're filming to get their point of view for the whole scene. Then they went to the next guy to the next guy, and then when they were done, they put a camera in the middle of the of the table and the camera was like on a rope gyro thing and it like spun around to each person <laughs> like swipe. So they, they filmed yeah. it like six times the exact same scene. And we just had to sit there and pretend to eat uh, like this slop that was <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I the, the, the scene that I, that I'm in briefly is, is outside and it's, it's an obstacle course for this militia, you know, they're, they're training, you know, for whatever. And, uh, as as he said, we we were supposed to just be actively doing this training thing. Well, it was like in the middle of the day they started shooting this at like finally started shooting at like nine or ten, and so until like from ten to four and and out in the heat and the sun, we were running this obstacle course. And the scene that they were capturing is a car driving up uh, to the gate. Um, and the, I don't know if, if if you listen or know who Sturgill Simpson is. Uh, he's one of the two guards at that gate that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of. Um, uh, so when the camera's like behind his shoulder and when the cameras, um, when they're just showing the point of view of the vehicle and then when the camera is over the shoulder of the driver or the, the driver's side passion passenger, we had to be running. So it looked like the same stuff was going on all the time. And, and that took, I don't know, I, I probably ran that damn obstacle course like 40 times that day with all that shit on. Um, I was hotter than hell, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. We learned a lot about how this stuff works and, and it was way more into, it's funny the amount of the amount of footage and film that goes into like that two minutes is wild. Yes, for sure. There, uh, so Discord's like chatting right now. I wonder if we can open group therapy. I don't know. Might might try it. Oh, it wants to switch audio devices. Oops. I wonder if everybody's hearing that noise. Still yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. And can up, you, by the way, I, I, I realized like uh, 17 okay. minutes ago that about eight minutes into the, the podcast, I had not hit record on the recorder. So hopefully these, uh, hopefully the the individual clips on uh, through StreamYard are, are good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I'm sure they will be. We haven't had a problem with it so far. Um, wonder if... Uh, It'll work. I'll, I'll let it run there for a second, see if it works. Anyway, um, yeah, you had something for yeah, hog stuff um, that he was interested in. 
Yeah, so we've talked about doing some hog hunting. So anytime I see something related to hogs, and, and especially in relation to whitetail, it always piques my interest. And um, every once in a while, I'll go to the National Deer Association website, and they have um, they have some folks that contribute. Excuse me, contribute to that website. Some biologists and researchers. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys is uh, uh, Lindsey Thomas uh, Jr. And uh, I follow him on on Twitter and, and have interacted with him a little bit. Smart guy, always has some really good information. But he wrote this article about how uh, wild pig fertility basically and how it crushes deer and what i mean what i mean by that is they reproduce basically so fast that they just they have the ability to really outpace the reproduction of whitetail and just overtake uh habitat um so i thought it was interesting um you know we can we can share the uh the link on social media if anybody wants to read it but i just wanted to read some of these facts that are listed in here and talk about them a little because they're fascinating and i had no idea um so I'll just one, two, three, four, there's like six of them here. I'll read real quick. So wild pigs breed any time of year, all year, right? So whitetails only, only breed once. We, we pretty much know that. Um, a female wild piglet can reach sexual maturity uh, by as little as three months of age, given uh, exceptional conditions and nutrition, uh, though five to six months is typical under good conditions. And a female whitetail, uh, only about seven to nine months old, if she hits a certain weight threshold her first fall, but most don't breed until age one and a half. Um, wild piglets develop from embryos in 15 days, fawns gestate for 200, uh, wild sows bear about six piglets per litter on average, uh, with a range of one to 12. The average adult doe produces one to two fawns per birth, um, assuming that, uh, you know, they're at, they're at their most mature or they're at mature age and, and have the best conditions. After giving birth, the sow can go into estrus again and become pregnant as little as three months, but obviously um, at an average of five to six months. Uh, so the average sow can produce two full litters in a year and a half, whereas a whitetail doe cannot exceed one little, more than one litter per year. And then uh, if a sow loses her litter to predators, she will compensate by going into estrus again in about two weeks. And whitetails don't possess that ability. Um, so like, wild pigs like genetically are just breeding machines um, yeah it's wild they there's a some 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 research was done like like just how young can a, can a wild pig breed um and i won't go into all the details of, of who did the research and everything because the article is really worth reading but they collared and released 22 pregnant sows for tracking and eventually captured their piglets and tagged them as well um out of 514 sows they captured for the study, 160 were pregnant at the time. 93 were uh, lactating. Out of the 27, out of the 27 juvenile sows, uh, five of them were, were pregnant. Uh, which is uh, under one year of age. It says that's yeah. wild. Yeah, under one year of age. So it's like when when we're talking about managing whitetail and and managing uh, you know trying to grow habitat, like pigs are a problem. Um, because they just, they can destroy and really take a toll on the habitat that whitetail rely on. And one thing that I, um, that, that we've talked about before is, is how important, um, habitat is for fawn production and fawn development and does will compete and fight for that territory, you know, to, to have their fawns in a certain area and kind of be a little territorial. Um, and so when you have hogs or wild pigs that are destroying that, that competition becomes even, you know, even more extreme. And uh, another thing that's interesting is that coyotes are also a problem and, and that they, they, a lot of people assume that coyotes will help, but coyotes uh, and some more other research was done. Coyotes don't really even eat pigs. So really? yeah, no, they don't, they don't really bother with it. I don't know if it's because they're, uh, you know, the, the mature uh, pigs are aggressive or if it's just too much work, they prefer to go after other animals, uh, including fawns. Uh, so whitetail really have a lot of things working against them in terms of uh, habitat and predators um, that we as hunters can help with, uh, you know, by targeting coyotes, making sure that, uh, you know, we're taking out wild pigs where we can if it's if they become too much of a problem. That is wild. Yeah, reading through this, all this, all these points, I mean, it's way too much to cover, but it's insane. Yeah, this is, a, this is certainly a, like a, a, you know, PhD college level research stuff, but, um, kind of hitting the high notes. Um, so you should trap when sows are pregnant when food is scarce. Yep. Bottom lands, which we know capture the entire sounder. 
Hmm. Targeting big sales. Yep. That's crazy. Yep, and and it later goes on to explain that you know through through breeding for for pigs and and farming and things like that and those those pigs getting getting loose we've kind of created this problem you know we yeah. we bred pigs to be very fertile so that we can farm them and have have food those things have gotten loose and and bred with wild pigs and so now we have this kind of worst case scenario um, I just thought it was I thought it was was interesting um, it's cool to see that this kind of research is going on. Um, you know, but there's there's some YouTube stuff on on uh, catching pigs and, and stuff like that. It's a uh, it's, it's pretty well put together article. And I I recommend anybody go check out the stuff they have at National Deer Association. Their um their articles that they write and, the, and like I said, the contributors are uh, are really knowledgeable and um, they they have some good stuff up here. Everything from land management to just deer science, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, we've always been huge supporters of it, and I, I get a lot of information from it. Sometimes I'll just per- peruse when I'm bored. But it's a, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff on there. Like one article is how far can a deer swim? Yep. And it's, it's like one story claimed that it was eight to 10 miles. <laughs> they rescued a deer five miles off the main coast. Like it's, but they have GPS collared deer and, and they find out that they can swim, you know, pretty dang far, which is nuts considering yeah. you wouldn't consider a deer to be like a water swimming animal yeah. well if you talk to some of like down here you know we have we have a huge system of rivers and, and small islands as you get close to the intercoastal and 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 obviously the ocean um uh troy actually you know he's a firefighter out and on uh on john's island i think or uh, in charleston proper but he he he's talked about having um pulled deer off the beach that have you know that have made it too far out and drowned um they've rescued deer from some of the islands and uh, that have gotten stuck and just are too tired up up and down the river they definitely swim oh yeah there's one right that i'm looking at right here it says uh it's swam 18 miles down this river into a capture location but they have them constantly swimming five miles from the banks of the mississippi river like there's just one buck that they had on on collar Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's really fascinating too. That's, that's another topic probably for another, another episode, but um, you know, bucks being collared and watching their home range versus their like core range um, oh, yeah. versus how that, and how that changes whenever um, the rut happens. I know we've talked about it briefly on, on some other podcasts, but it's always fascinating to revisit because they, they travel a hell of a lot further than people give them credit for, especially during the rut. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about it too in some of our Patreon classes, the deer steward classes and stuff. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Which if you're interested in checking that out, we have a bunch of free classes on our Patreon for both whiskey and whitetails. And we can do more. It's just, uh, you know. It'll be a little easier now that we can, we got these new, these, these things set up with cameras and everything. It'll be easier to record those and get those things yep. back up and going. Um, Start doing more YouTube content and, and like it'll be on us each to kind of make what we want to make. Cause it's, it's like you said, it's really easy as long as you got stuff lined up and, and you can easily bring it over here. Like StreamYard makes it pretty simple. So yeah, we'll be able to put together some good content for YouTube and we're gonna start doing some of the vlog style stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to do some this weekend cause I'll be in Kentucky doing um, bourbon stuff. So I'll try to yeah. film as much as possible. I watched a video today and it, it, it was on YouTube as a channel and uh, I was like, we should do something. We should do a twist on this for, you know, for whiskey and whitetails. And it's like, the guy's got like over a million subscribers and that one video had like, I don't know, 200 and something thousand views. And I think in the 20 or 30 minute video, he might have spoken for four minutes of it. The rest of it is just a really sensitive microphone, kind of ASMR stuff, but it's him camping. And it's just him hiking through the woods, setting up his tent, cooking a meal, um, just all that kind of stuff, hanging out with his dog. And people apparently just eat it up, man. It's wild. Well, I know a guy that camps a lot. He could be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's on the that's going to be on the agenda. But um, yeah, that, that that kind of stuff, more and more of that kind of stuff, I think we'll be getting into just for fun because that's, I mean, it's fun for us. If, it's, if we're not having fun, what's the point of doing all this? Well, yeah, it's fun. And, and we both like making videos and making content and, and we live interesting lives separately. So it's uh, the stuff that we do, you know, people are going to find interest in it. I yeah. Think. You think you'll get into showing some of the BDSM stuff you're into? 
trying to think of a good joke, but I don't know anything about it. So I, <laughs> says a guy that would be into BDSM. Yeah. Is that the one where they beat you and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I think it's the, I think that's just a, I think that's just like a, um, I don't know. That's like saying cooking for culinaries. I think it's just a broad term for all that kind of stuff. Bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. I don't even know what sadism is. I didn't even know what that means. <laughs> it's the tendency to derive pleasure, especially sexual gratification, gratification from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. Well, this podcast took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. So this is the conversations that we have. We joke around and, yeah. then, and, uh, and we learn something new. So now we know what that is. Yeah. Okay, you're welcome. <clears throat> yeah, you're welcome if you didn't know. But I'm sure most of our listeners know exactly what that is how's that uh, birthday bourbon it's delicious i'm about to pour some more because i'm almost done with it and i i had a pretty heavy pour i started drinking before we got connected so nice i had uh some bella gloss with dinner oh good choice man which one did you get the dairy man that's my favorite yeah it's a good one for sure it's like buttery smooth yeah it's it's um so fun story about that um i had that i had that that wine with with Jessica and uh, my dad. The last time we went out to dinner together uh, before he passed away, we he took us out to halls and uh, had no idea what we were ordering. That the uh, waitress actually recommended it, and it's been our favorite ever since. How much was that bottle at halls? I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> it's, it's like sixty bucks in the store. Yeah, it was like a, it, it was like double that at halls. Well, that's not bad. I'd yeah. pay one hundred twenty bucks for that in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, they get you everywhere else. Like yeah, for sure. fifty dollars for a, a family, a family serving of uh, sautéed mushrooms or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Dude, I had a cool experience at Bearcat um, Sunday. It's pretty sick. So they did a pop up at Chasing Sage. Oh. If those don't know, we did a whiskey pairing class with Bearcat with George from Bearcat and Ray. And uh, so they did a pop up at Chasing Sage, like I said, downtown. So we went down there and. So they had put tickets online and they sold out before I even knew that they were doing it. So I hit George up and I was like, dude, I missed it. I, you know, I really wanted to come when I saw it. And I was like, but I call, I tried to get a reservation. They're all gone. And he's like, so I'm gonna tell you what we did. We did 50 reservation spots and then we kept about 20 on the side for friends. Nice. He's like, so if you want to come, he's like, come a little later, you know, cause most of the appointments were in the were earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll come whenever. And uh, so he's like, yeah, just show up at eight. So I got there at eight and uh, Ray was at the door and he was like, hey, wait, there's a bar next door. Go next door, get a beer. And then once I get a table for you, you know, if somebody leaves, we'll, we'll throw you in there. So we went over there at like exactly one beer. Like I'm finishing the last sip of the beer, getting ready to order another one. And he goes, hey, we're, we got a spot. So I come in there and, you know, it's, a, it's not a tasting menu. It's an actual menu. So like you order yeah. whatever, you can get one of everything or whatever so we did, we weren't that hungry so we got like a couple of plates but i was like uh, i want like uh, i'm looking for like because he's a he's a sommelier like a real wine song yeah i was like i want to have like a nice chardonnay like a that's like buttery i'm in a buttery wine mood mm-hmm. like, well this is the wine list and it's got like three wines on it and i was like oh okay i'll just i'll just you know whichever one of those and he goes you know what i got you i'm gonna go get you a nice bottle from the back and so he goes and gets us this bottle of wine and brings it out and pours Andy and I a glass. And I was like, dude, let me send shots to the kitchen. So like everybody, you know, send everybody back their shots. And so he yeah. brought me me a shot and everybody in a shot. And like, we kind of like looked through the window and, and cheers and while they're cooking. So we, we got our food and everything. He gave us another glass of wine. And then when he brought the bill, it was just for like the food that we ate. They didn't charge for yeah. any of the alcohol. Yeah, man, that's cool. And I was like, dude, well, I mean, which sucks is it actually makes it more expensive because <laughs> if, if you if your bill is complete, you know, you tip 20 percent. But if your bill's sure. missing stuff, now you got to pay for and I'm just yeah. guessing what that wine costs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So but um, love it. Very fortunate to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, man. Good people. That's um, that's a, that's a kind of that's a kind of dining experience that not everybody gets to experience, man. Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's, no, no, and the whole like. The whole it's like sending shots or drinks back to the kitchen. I learned that from you. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah. I've bought I've bought shots for bartenders. Like if I'm drinking, you know, and get, gotten taken care of that way. Never considered doing it for a kitchen. If you like, when you know the staff back there. I guess maybe even if you don't know the staff and you just you're just in, in, in having a good time. Um, I guess it also depends on like 
policy. Like you got to kind of know them a little bit so you don't get people in trouble, but they won't get in trouble especially in South Carolina. I mean, some States won't allow it, but it's some, some, some restaurants won't allow it either. But I, the, where I learned it was, I went to, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I don't remember where I went, but like on the bar menu as one of their option was to send the kitchen around a beers and it was like 30 bucks. And I was right. like, well, cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let me send the kitchen around a beers. And when they, when you do that, they ring the bell on the back and like, nobody knows it was you. It's just, yeah, they're just getting a little up. Yeah. Yeah. But before you know it, like an extra dish will come out. Yep. You know, so it's like, oh, right. so that's how that works. Like you take well, care of people and they take care of you. Yeah. Well, we did it when we went to uh, that Christmas party at uh, Miller's all day. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had some, you know, we, I think we just got like an appetizer or something from the, cause they had like a small menu for that night. Mm-hmm. And we had some drinks and I think we got a couple of things to eat. And then we sent a couple rounds to the kitchen and then they started sending out more food to try this. You got to try that. And then Jeff came out and, and, uh, just like, what's up, you know, here's some stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. I'll tell you life advice for people that want to hear it. Find, get to know some chefs because like they will change your world. If you like to eat out, if you're the kind of person who's like to eat out, which I, I get a lot of people are like that, but. If you like to eat out, being kind to the to the chef and the wait staff, I mean, for them to allow you to come back there while they're while they're busy is like level ten. Like I've only achieved that one time. Usually, it's like it's too chaotic back here. Nobody come back here. But there's been times where they're like, "Come on back, come 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 see you know witness firsthand." Yeah, I told Andy, I was like, "Dude, if I hadn't joined the army, I think I would have become a chef or something." That's like, it seems like it seems like a uh, a lot of work, a lot of thankless work, but it seems like it looks like fun. Yeah. And they all run their kitchen a little different. Like some of the more fancy restaurants, I mean, they're super strict about it. Like no music during prep and, and, you know, they treat you like basic training. Like, like, what are you guys talking about? You know what? Never mind. Everybody put everything down. Let's go sit out in the, in the dining room and have, and have dinner together. And then people are like, Oh, cool. And you take them out there and you sit them down and it's like, all right. So you guys wanted to talk. What are we talking about? What is there to talk about right now? <laughs> we at work or are we hanging out? We're having a good time. Let's hang out and have a good time. Or do you guys want to go back to work? <laughs> it's like, Oh, I get it. This is supposed to be serious because the way they look at it is like, if you're, if, if you're perfecting your craft, you're trying to do the best you can. If you're distracted and joking around, you're not, you're not putting a hundred percent of your effort into your food. Yeah. And so restaurants like that are just another level. Yeah. That's wild. Um, there's, and for the, there's a, an episode that we did, uh, with Bearcat and you get, if, most listeners probably didn't pick up on it and I didn't either until you, you explained it, but there's a, there's a moment where a joke happens and then a correction is made. And yeah. He was talking about beef tendons. Oh yeah. That's like right. They, they fry them to make them like chicharrones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Ray was like, yeah, pretty much you just, you take the beef tendon and, and like there's a couple steps, but you just fry them and they pop up like, like, uh, like pig skins. And he goes, no, that's not how you do it. And then Ray goes, yes, chef. And just stopped. And like, just listening, you would think it's a joke, but being in the room, you could see him being like snapped to attention. Roger that first sergeant. Like yeah, he's kind of shut up. But, oh, yeah. oh, shut up <laughs> Cause there was a lot of steps to it. Like they had to like massage it into a flat piece and then freeze yeah. it flat. And I mean, there's a ton of work. I imagine. And to get a, a tendon to be, uh, pork skin. Yeah. To, to go from that texture to that would, would yeah. take more than just a few steps. Yeah. Because just dropping it in hot oil is just going to make it worse if you don't do that first. He said they'll explode. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. A, lot of moisture, <laughs> a lot of moisture trapped inside. Yep, exactly. Yep. So you got to kind of like dehydrate it without dehydrating it. Yeah. Damn. It's basically the process, but I'm going to close this BDSM window. <laughs> the uh, So you're heading up to, you're flying up to Kentucky for the barrel picks this weekend, right? Yep. Yep. Any change of plans doing the same stuff you, uh, you talked about previously? No, I don't think so. Um, Friday. So my boss was telling me that they flew to Texas last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so their flight left at like six forty-five or something. They boarded at six forty-five, So they got there at five and the TSA line in the Charleston airport, like went through the swiggly lines, past the check-in counters all the way to baggage claim. What? He said it was an hour and a half and they missed their flight. What? Yeah. Dude, I've never, I've never waited longer than like 30 minutes to get through that. Me neither. 
but that's the way it was. And I, so I was telling na- my neighbor, Tyler, about it. And he was like, dude, I was there. I got there at five. And he was like, I didn't get to my gate until 630. Holy shit. Yeah, which is crazy. So we got an email today for our flight that said, "Be make sure you're there two hours early because TSA is, has been having problems lately. I guess there's just that many people here. Everybody's leaving or flying out after vacation. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that or they're being extra, uh, extra, I don't know, extra careful because there's something we don't know about. Could be. Could be. That's the uh, tinfoil hat. Yeah, we need to make a tinfoil hat to put on. We should. We should make tinfoil hats. <laughs> I thought I had a. Thought I had a button for for ten foil hats, but I may not. I have to find I have to find an outtake from a movie that's that's like that something from that like the cone yeah. heads with the cone heads were like eh. <laughs> yeah yeah or the uh, the the Mars Mars attacks oh yeah yeah that's a good one too yeah but no so we're gonna get I'm, I'm not gonna get there early because I have TSA pre-check but um they're all gonna get there probably like four thirty yeah I'm just gonna roll in it six like a g and just walk through tsa pre-check yeah make the make the pores wait in line <laughs> yeah yeah can you buy is that a money thing can you buy tsa pre-check i thought it's just because we work for i work for the government no it's like i think i think it's like 80 bucks yeah it's like 80 bucks for like five years oh really Three but anyone can get it yeah as long as you pass the you got to show your id and pass like a little a little background check i think is all it is Huh. And then once you have that, you can go a step further. And for like $120 a year, you can pay for clear. Yeah. And if, and if TSA is full, you can get by them even faster. Do they have clear at Charleston? I don't, I think it's I don't the think airport. they do. I think it's mostly just the big airports. And there's one yeah. other one that's called something different. Cause they try to sell it to me every time I you know, go through yeah. things. I've seen it in DC. I just, I don't think I've ever seen it here. Yeah. I, I, if I was still traveling as much as I was a few years ago, I probably, I probably would would pay for it just because it's it's worth not having to deal with all of it but i mean 100 percent. yeah i still do pre i still keep my tsa pre-check just even if i only travel once, once a year it's worth it yeah caleb booked the flights and i was like i just need the flight information so i can call him but breeze doesn't have a call number you have to email him mm. so i emailed him and, and of course no response so i added it to my bio and then when i checked in this morning it asked for my ktn number so i put that in there and yeah my ticket has pre-check on it so Nice. So yeah, first pick is uh, tomorrow morning at, I think, 11 a.m., something like that. Oh, man, get right to it, huh? Yeah, right to it. And then, we, we, you know, we're free. We fuck off the rest of the day. On Friday, Saturday, we're going to Lexington, meeting up with Rocco at uh, Justin's House of Bourbon. So I didn't know this, but I guess they had gone to a medicinal whiskey event last year, mm-hmm. like their charity ball. And uh, Justin's House of Bourbon had a private tasting in the in the speakeasy there. Okay. And it went for three thousand dollars. So tasting did? Yeah, I don't know what kind of tasting it is. It's probably vintage whiskeys. Oh, I'd imagine so. So we're doing that Saturday at eleven thirty, which is going to be dope. Cool. Um, no other plans Saturday, and then Sunday we're going to Bardstown. They're d- doing lunch for us and a tour. Get to see yeah. the library, and we probably hit up. If anything else, I don't. Most places aren't open on Sunday, so I don't. Or maybe it's Mondays. I don't know. And then we have that Russell's Reserve pick Monday morning mm-hmm. and flying back Monday night. So it'll be a busy weekend. Yeah, it will be a busy weekend. I'm going to be I'm supposed to go camping <laughs> again this weekend. But uh, I told Gavin, I was like, Gavin, do you really want to go this weekend? He was like, it's four hours away. I don't really, I don't, yeah. I was like, okay, let's let's just stay home this weekend. So we're, nice. we're staying home and, and getting caught up on, on stuff around the house. So uh, I'll try to be productive this weekend. Nice. But, um, yeah, should be good. I gotta, I gotta get online and or, or on the, on the spreadsheet and pick some days this month to do the uh, to do the market and try to try to hit our minimum so we can hit tents on uh, on holidays. It wasn't very good this 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 last week, but you know it is what it is. I think it's just the economy, man. I think everybody's kind of because I I know a bunch of business owners and I mean other than restaurants they're booming, yep. but. Yeah, some people are holding on to money a little tighter. What's funny is some of the vendors were like, um, you know, have you noticed that your more expensive stuff is selling more? And I was like, well, yeah, actually, I said, our our cocktail smokers and our more affordable things haven't been selling as much. I said, but we're selling the hell out of our game calls all the time. Yeah, and um, and he was like, it's weird. He said, I've been selling more a lot more of my my higher end paintings. I'm thinking about bringing some of my even higher end paintings. Cause I think, I think they would do well. I was like, I'll tell you what I think it is. I said, I think, 
I think your average Joe, uh, who would normally maybe come to Charleston on a vacation, uh, I don't think that they are coming on a vacation to Charleston and spending money. I said, but those folks who have money and are coming to Charleston, they're here and they're spending money. And those are the, those are the, the people that the patrons that are coming to the, to the market more. I'm sick and I'm sick and tired. Ordinary people being fleeced. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. The ordinary people. I'm sick and tired. Do you see him bust his ass? At least Joe. Do you see him bust his bust his ass on the stage? That was a, he fell again. Oh yeah. He was at the, uh, air force Academy graduation and ate shit as he walked away from the podium. I'm talking nice. about all the way down, like on nice. his side, like life alert, like, and I can't get up. <laughs> and, and if you watch it, like there's a there's a general that's sitting in the row right behind him, and he doesn't make a move. I wouldn't either, because you know, like one smirk and your career's done. Like he's mm-hmm. he, he must have been like thinking about I don't know what what he was thinking. BDSM. There were hundred percent hundred percent some cadets in the back that you could see like their their you know those big hats they wear go straight down like trying <laughs> looking down at the program trying not to laugh. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, I mean, it's just the state of the world that we're in, man. I feel bad for this, like the Secret Service agents because, you know, they, they got to do their job regardless of who's in the position. And, like, their job has now become, like, babysitters. Yeah. It's exactly what they are, babysitters. Dude, it's 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 crazy to watch the decline of that man. It's 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 gotten – I mean, we've all watched old people get old. And, yeah. I mean, he is getting old. It's, it's at this point, it's almost abuse, like, right? Like, it wouldn't, I mean, if it was any other job in any other position, it would be considered abuse. Well, it's like, I like that the thing that's been going around where it's like, you know, at work, people won't hire somebody that's yes. 70, 80 years old because they're old as shit and they're, you know, they're not going to work well and they're going to be sick and tired all the time. Until yeah, those are the people that exclusively run our country. Yep. It is. It is. Well, you know, here's Johnny. <laughs> I got to update my soundboard. I don't think I have anything good, you know, you and you heading out and hanging out with those, uh, bourbon personalities this weekend, but you know, I try to avoid them, but <laughs> it's not my, it's not my bag, baby. That's what they say. That's what they always say before. And then right before they become one of them. No, thanks. I could be a, a hunter. I'm not even, not even that I'm no personality. I'm just me, just me. Just a guy. What's that, how does that, how's that go? I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. I'm just, just a like dude, dude. as a dude pretending to be another dude. Yeah. That's me. That's me. Yeah. No. Not for me. Um, this uh, I haven't had this single barrel in quite some time. So it's a Forsberg's Buffalo Trace single barrel. Buffalo Trace, yeah. Is also, that that's not the one that was in the studio, was it? It is the one that's got like that uh, spearmint, yeah, to it. Yeah, that's a good. That's I haven't good. had it in a hot minute. It's solid. I've been trying to get through everything that we had in there because most of it was like pretty much empty. Yeah, so I've been killing a ton of bottles. Well, it's healthy. It's good for your liver. My liver's been great, man. Testosterone fixed it. It'll do, it'll do a lot of things, won't it? It's just crazy, like. um I mean, it's nuts. For those that don't know, I had liver problems for since, I mean, they found it in 2016. It's now 2023. So I've been, I've done everything from, remember I was juicing all the time, like beet juice and yeah, I mean, gross shit. I was drinking, trying to, trying to cure it. And yeah, I mean, you may not say it, but I'll say it. I mean, we, we had conversations where you were like, I I think I might have cancer. I'm going to die. And those are some shitty conversations to have. (laughs) Oh, that's what the doctor was saying. He was like, you're scarred so bad. He was like, you're going to, you're going to get cancer and and all that scarring. And, uh, and they were like, they were like six years max, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, I wouldn't tell anybody because I don't, I don't really want, I don't want that fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Treated differently. How are you doing, man? Are you doing okay? Is everything all right? Like, yeah, I'm fucking fine. Let me know. But, (laughs) I read a study that in England they were using testosterone to cure people with with uh, cirrhosis of the liver and hep- and like hepatitis damage. Mm-hmm. And I don't have hepatitis. Just to put that out there, not that it matters. I'm married to. I have sex with one woman. <laughs> Is that maybe? Uh, you're a, you're a, a serial fornicator, a bad Santa. Anyway, oh, bad Santa, yeah. Um. Yeah, I read a study that the testosterone cured some of these people, and, and they had like a control group and the, and like a placebo group. The placebo group, nobody got better. 
and the control group, it was like 80%. Yeah. So I told my doctor about it and, there, and he was like, that's not approved in the U S we're not, it has to be approved. We're not going to do it. And I was like, okay. So I went and got my testosterone checked and it was low. So I got on T and it cured my liver. It also made me less sleepy. I mean, we've discussed it before how much it's helped us, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, my liver is completely normal, completely normal, normal ranges. Really? Wow. Everything is. Yeah. They're like my AST ALTs are 40, 60. It's awesome. And they were like two something for years. Yeah. I told you my, my brother-in-law went to the same place that I went and like his number was like 24. What? Seven. Yeah. The firefighter brother-in-law? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the doctor was like, I'm surprised you didn't have any sort of like trauma as a kid, you know, to your body or like reproductive and that you had like a normal like puberty. Like this is really like, he's like, I'm surprised you were even able to have kids. And, uh, they gave him before he left the office that day, they gave him 200 milligrams in the office. And then he's taking a hundred milligrams three times a week. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I asked him like the other day, I was like, dude, so how do you feel? He's like, I, I, he's like, he didn't know where to start. And I was like sleeping better. He was like, he started, you know, like he didn't know what to say. And I was like getting up earlier. And I just started, yeah, yeah. he was like, all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, like you're going to be a new person. I said, it'll, it'll be a little wild until it levels out and you'll feel even better. Yeah. We've gotten a few friends on it and, and they all say the same exact thing. Like, I just, I feel like a thousand dollars, a million dollars, maybe. I don't know how, what a million dollars feels like, but I feel like I have thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I have at least $2,000. I feel like I have at least $2,000 in the bank and uh, like energy. I can get, I can sleep pretty good. Like 3.30 has become my new... I, I go back to sleep and it screws me up. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna start getting up. Yeah, I've done the same thing the past few, um, the last week or so, I, where it's like four o'clock has rolled around. And it's like I really don't have to get up right now, so I try to go back to sleep and it just makes it worse. It does. I'm gonna start just getting up. I'm gonna be a three thirty kind of guy because I, I figure if, if I get up at three thirty, I could get up and like I've wanted to start stretching. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in my late thirties now, so like stretch a little bit, and then my gym opens at. Um, five yeah so like 3 30 stretch for a little bit maybe like try and read a book i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do from 3 30 to 5 but like to be standing at the front door of the gym at 5 a.m that sounds fun <laughs> the guy the um rob um was it rob dursick or whoever from robin big the guy that skater and has all the rob deer deck yeah 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 he was yeah. talking about how he um he started waking up an hour earlier and it, he did it because he realized like he was getting plenty of sleep. You know, he was just sleeping in because he could. So he started getting up earlier and then earlier. And what he realized, he's get started thinking about it. It was like, <clears throat> if you just go with one hour earlier a week, like that's seven days. That's that's seven hours. Yeah, a week extra that you get. It's essentially a work day. Yeah. So you do that every week. That's fifty-two weeks. That's fifty-two extra work days that you you get to put into whatever it is you're putting work into. Yeah, that's that alone. If you're disciplined about it, puts you ahead of everybody. Um, if you're using it properly, right? even if it's just to get the workout in, so that you don't have to do it in the afternoon or whatever. But you know, we only got so much time on this planet. So, I thought about our uh, like the the slick sheets that we sent out. Like I could get up and and just send like five a day. Yeah, every day I just get up and I and I pick five places and send it send send five slick sheets out and just see if the business. I bet you, I bet you it'll grow. Yeah. Like for our tastings and stuff. Yeah. I got to finish going through this, this email list and, um, and doing this podcast guest thing so we can get on some, some podcasts as a guest. Um, so we can get this thing growing too. It's, uh, this, this, this first, whatever it is, five months of this year has been really weird and it has flown by. It's flown by. It's been stupid busy, but, um, oddly enough, schools, schools finishing. So I'll have a little more free time to do some things and, and hopefully, uh, get the ball rolling on this stuff. Not hopefully we don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything's going good. We just, you can always grow more. Yeah. There's always more to do. So, and now that we've kind of like balanced out the workload and everything and, and not having that studio is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. Cause I, it's as nice as it was like, you know, for me and you, you like it's, it's a drive in, it's a drive back, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it was a time suck more than anything. So you know who called me the day after, uh, we posted, I posted that reel of us closing down the studio, Patrick, Eric, really? 
Yeah. The guy, the creative studios guy. Yeah. He called and was like, did you get out or did they, uh, did they, did they hammer you? I was like, no, they actually, they had somebody that wanted our spot. So we, we were able to get out pretty slick. Yeah. And he was like, dude, next thing you do is get a virtual office. And he was like, there's one in Park Circle. And I was like, we're, we're, I already did it. <laughs> it's like $58 a month or something. It's too stupid cheap. Yeah. And he was like, that's awesome, man. Let me know anything you guys need. Let me know anything. That's cool, man. Like, that's I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good dude. Yeah. We've met a lot of cool people in this, in this journey. That's for sure. No doubt. That's one thing. Like we, you always hear people say stuff like if, uh, nobody will talk down on you that's doing better than you. It's always the people that aren't like on your level or whatever. Yep. And that's so true, man. Cause we've met so many businesses and like there's people that just, you know, we don't vibe or whatever and that's fine. But, uh, for the most part, like everybody's everybody on this journey has just been so friendly and giving and want to support. And like, we're the same way. We, people reach out to us for advice all the time. We're always like, hell yeah. Yeah. Let us know how we can help. We've, you know, we've, we've walked this trail for three years now. You know, if you're trying to get it, get something started, get a website going, a podcast going, trying to get something going, just let us know. We, we're, uh, you know, we'll help you. Open book. Happy to help anybody that needs, that needs it. I've, I've, you know, people have, um, people have been have sent our way on how do I start a podcast? What do I need? What kind of gear do I need? You know, where it's, the, I'm happy. I love, I, I love this stuff. I love, you know, professional audio and sound. I've been doing it since I was in high school. Um, so I'm always happy to talk gear and learn new things about it. Like there's so much I don't know. Um, it's, it's fun to help other people and figure out stuff too. So for sure. And I've been making videos since high school, which is funny. Yeah. Like you remember the video I made before I left for the army? Like yeah. what, what did I, I don't even know what I used to make. I don't think premiere existed. <laughs> I don't even know what I used. I was making videos back then though. Probably like windows movie maker or something. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, that's wild. I did it for Andy too. For every, there's what, uh, eight weeks or how long is basic training? 12 weeks. I don't remember. But for every week I made her a video to watch every week. Yeah. And like, kind of like told her my favorite, like a good poem or a quote or something. Yeah. And I like, I forgot about all that too. I don't even know how I made that. Probably was movie maker. The video you, you made, are you talking about the, the, the one you did was like a, uh, like a, like a, like a joke video on the Volkswagen yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 That was funny. It was called BHC inside edition. I just pulled it up so, to check it. How <laughs> <laughs> many people have seen it? Let me, let me look. 707 views published 11 years ago. Nice. Should play that. You're rocking, you're rocking hard at like seven views a year or 70 views a year. I, I never shared it. So it's, it's right? like, I don't know how people found it. I don't math. 11 years ago, there's a comment that says, LOL. Nice. You should comment back. That's good engagement, man. Yeah, it's true. Don't waste it. I would play it, but I don't think anybody would get it. Probably not. You yeah, had to explain. We had to explain most of it to me. So yeah, it's pretty in the woods. Uh, Inside, yeah. Sick. All right. Well, I'm gonna go sit on the couch for a little bit and hang out with the wife before uh, yep. going to bed and getting up early. Sounds good, man. Cool. Anything else? No, nope, I think that's it. Um, you can use pod code podcast save twenty percent on everything on our site. That's right. We're also gonna do a. It'll be twenty percent, but we're gonna do a post um it might it'll probably already be out actually by the time this podcast comes out but i want to post that got a video of the cocktail smoker and i'm going to say like no messy chips uh no metal dish strainer blowing metal into your drink just pure untreated bourbon american white oak and a torch use this code to get 20 percent off yeah and, and post that up probably tomorrow probably push that, push that through father's day Maybe some other promos for Father's Day coming up. Yeah, we just got to make them. We also don't spam people on email, so if you want to sign up on our email, you'll you'll get like three emails a year, maybe. Yeah, that's probably my fault. I should spend I should send more emails, but I don't want to be annoying either. So I don't either because people will uh, will dip out. But we have our customer base is massive. I tried to look it up the other day, and I think we've sold like over five thousand smoker kits at this yeah. point. I couldn't, I can't really, you can't really figure it out because it's, it's, you know, cash deals and. Yeah. You have market sales and cash and then holiday stuff comes through. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tough to, to, to keep track of, but for sure. Um, it's definitely, it's probably over five. Like I got to like 4,800 and was like, all right, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm done looking. That's but. wild. Pretty crazy. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching, for yep. listening. However you consume this podcast, please leave us a five star review and uh, and a comment in that review. It's very easy to do, and it helps us out a lot. Share with on YouTube. Just you know, click that thumbs up button. Give us a give us a like. Share it maybe to uh, somebody you think that would like it or, or want, wants to learn more. Uh, that's all I got. All right, man. Sounds good. See you. Bye.